Whatever day or time it is, hello, I'm glad you're with me. I'm Brandon James. Welcome to MI Focus. This is episode two. And before I get started with this week's topic, I want to thank everybody who checked out the first episode last week. I had a blast doing that. And Jordan Lass, I want to thank him for helping me put it together. He'll be joining me a little bit later on. And generally how this will go is I'll do a feature topic where it'll just be me uh, kind of introducing and getting into the story. And then uh, we'll bring in somebody, probably Jordan often, but who knows, may surprise you with some other people to just kind of talk in general about the topic and maybe other things related to it or whatever direction we decide to go. So you'll get your story first and then a conversation afterwards. And this week, we're going to talk about Hurricane Huron. When I stumbled across the story a few years ago, I was surprised and fascinated Uh, For one, because I'm very much into Michigan history. And number two, I am a weather geek. And so this had a little bit of both. Now, it wasn't actually a hurricane. And we're going to go back to the year 1996. And there's a good article about this on weather.gov. You can find uh, if you search Great Lakes and hurricanes or Lake Huron and hurricanes. And a Wikipedia article is very good. That's where I've gotten uh, most of the information for this. So in September of 1996, a once in a forever storm <laughs> formed on the Great Lakes. The only time something like this has ever happened in recorded history. It had a bunch of nicknames the Lake Huron Cyclone, Hurricane Huron is the one I like to call it, Cyclone Huron, or the Lake Huron Subtropical Cyclone of 1996. That's a bulky title for it. Uh, Huron Cane was another name for it. Now, it wasn't an actual hurricane uh, because that can't happen on the Great Lakes and for different weather definitions, uh, it's not really possible. But what made the storm unique is the way it formed, it basically had all the signatures of a classic subtropical storm. It had winds that reached 73 miles per hour, just one mile per hour shy of what would be a Category 1 hurricane. And it basically formed out in the middle of Lake Huron. It did not have much of an effect uh, on land, although people that live in the Thumb area and in northeastern Michigan did get some of the uh, outer winds and some of the outer bands even stretched farther across most of the lower peninsula and across the upper peninsula and even into Wisconsin. And then some areas like western New York even had a little bit of flooding from this system. Now, the Great Lakes, of course, has experienced the remnants of several hurricanes, uh, most commonly those which originally made U.S. landfall along the Gulf of Mexico because it brings them up north and they'll retain some of the characteristics uh, by the time they reach the Great Lakes. And before I get into more about uh, Lake Huron's hurricane, we'll talk about some of the remnants of other storms that made significant impacts. Uh, One of the biggest ones was in 1941. It was before they named the storms and it was called the Texas Hurricane. Uh, By the time it moved over Lake Huron and Lake Ontario, it still had steady winds of 56 miles per hour. Uh, That was recorded in Detroit, so it was still officially a tropical storm at that point. Hurricane Hazel is another one that entered the Great Lakes region uh, as an extra tropical storm. It was just west of Toronto after tracking over about 600 miles inland, and the remnant interacted with a trough just south of Lake Erie, which gave it some explosive strength as it entered the Great Lakes. It happened in October, and so that was kind of late in the year as well, and it still had Category 1 winds by the time it reached Canada. 
Uh, but most of the damage there was for flooding. So when Hurricane Huron happened in 1996, it developed tropical characteristics across the Great Lakes region, and it was completely independent of anything tropical, and that's what made it very unique. And again, it was unprecedented uh, and has not happened since, and it never happened before, uh, and going back to when they started keeping records in the 1800s uh, for weather Related events. On September 11, 1996, it began as a weak low pressure area close to Lake Superior. And as it started to move over Lake Michigan, it strengthened and then eventually moved over into Lake Huron. But then it just kind of paused and increased dramatically while it was meandering over Lake Huron. The winds built from 11 miles per hour. And by September 12th, the following day, uh, the pressure fell and the winds started to grow. And then on September 13th, there was a front that extended from Lake Huron to Pennsylvania and showers and thunderstorms started to develop. And the storm kind of started to do that counterclockwise rotation uh, that you see with hurricanes, eventually developed an eye wall that was very visible. And again, if you go and check out some of these websites, they do have some satellite images that are uh, very impressive. It looks just like a hurricane. It reached its peak winds of 73 miles per hour on September 14th. And then uh, it started to weaken uh, because, again, this is in September. And so that time of year in Michigan, you know, the weather can swing back and forth. And we started to get cooler weather. And so it kind of dissipated pretty quickly. Um, and it didn't cause any damage. There was some flooding reported in parts of New York and some strong winds, maybe a few branches in parts of the Thumb and again in the northeastern Michigan area happened. Uh, but it lasted five days from September 11th to September 15th in 1996. Even to this day, there's still uh, weather officials and experts and just people who are generally interested in it that are still studying Hurricane Huron. And uh, as I said, the storm weakened eventually as the temperature dropped. Uh, lower water temperature also helped weaken the storm uh, on September 15th that year. So if you learned something new today with this, that makes me happy. Uh, you can tell people, did you know that a hurricane once formed on the Great Lakes? And you can tell people about Hurricane Huron and tell them to listen to this podcast, too, and many others that are going to be on the way. I'm Brandon James. This is MI Focus. I'll be joined by Jordan Lass, and we'll talk more about some of our favorite weather experiences that we've had in our life or maybe some scary ones that we were in. I've, I've got a couple of stories of severe weather coverage that I've done in radio where uh, one storm got a little bit too close for comfort. That's coming up. Jordan Lass joining me now, as he did last week for the introductory episode. That was a lot of fun. I feel like I'm going to do a lot of these just because I want to. Probably. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I like the, you know, I'm just going to kind of tell the story with the yeah. hurricane here on interesting, fun yeah. thing. Uh, a lot of people maybe never knew about. Or I worked in Port Huron, never knew about never that. Heard, I lived in the Thumb area and I didn't know about it when I lived there. It was yeah. after I moved back to the Kalamazoo area that yeah. I stumbled upon that story. And I asked people I knew from the Thumb area, like, do you remember when this, and most people didn't, you know, they probably just thought it was another storm or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we'll get into a discussion now kind of related to the weather. First of all, have you ever been in a hurricane? No. I have not either. I've had family in them. I mean, I've been in the leftovers of hurricanes yeah. that make their way to Michigan. Yeah. I kind of have a funny story. My brother 
uh, and his wife moved to Louisiana. He was in the military. Where at? Uh, they were at Fort Polk, which is uh, central, west central Louisiana. They weren't close to the Gulf. They were inland. Were they close to any big cities or... I can't remember the biggest city that they, I mean, it's there. Louisiana is an interesting place. Yeah. We could do a whole. Dude, <laughs> you're, could, did you ever watch the show Swamp People? <laughs> no, but Billy the Exterminator was one <laughs> that my nephews were into. They actually dressed up like Billy the Exterminator for Halloween uh, way back then. I mean, it was like, what, 10 years ago that that was a, a big thing. What they was, were really into that. There was another show. It was like the Turtle Man or something. Yeah. <laughs> They got to meet the, uh, Billy and his brother. Really? I, I don't remember what the brother's name was, but yeah. Wait, and it's funny how huge into that. Mike Rowe made that guy famous. That's really? Yeah, because he was on an episode. Billy the Exterminator was on an episode Dirty of Dirty Jobs. What? Isn't and that course, crazy? And I like Mike Rowe's podcast. So Dude, how about that? Mike Rowe's great. He's a good guy. I love I love Dirty Jobs. Listen to this podcast, but then check out his. They're pretty good. <laughs> he does some good ones. So anyway... They kind of had this bucket list of we want to experience a hurricane. And again, not, you know, a Cat 5 that destroys no. everything. But, you know, maybe a Category 1. And uh, it never happened. But my brother took a trip to Maryland in October of 2012. Oh, was that Sandy? And he got to go through Hurricane Sandy. And my sister-in-law was really upset. <laughs> I bet she was. He got to have the hurricane, and I'm in Louisiana where we we're supposed to get him, and we didn't even get to have one. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it's kind of on my bucket list, too. And, again, kind of like theirs, like it would just be fun. Because I hear about the, the parties people throw. Yeah. Where they hunker down, and they get lots of beer and food, and they call them hurricane parties. And it just sounds like. A lot of fun. It I, does. I think I would enjoy that. I'd be watching the radar the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm obsessed with tornadoes. Well, and that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. That's something here in Michigan we certainly have a bigger possibility of. Um, in well, fact, now, just I mean, a few weeks ago. Well, it, just last weekend we had four. Or last weekend, yeah. We had the outbreak. It was about a month, a month ago now. Yeah. And then a couple weeks ago, uh, Port Austin, again, the thumb area, yeah. has had two yeah. uh, in just one month. And the videos of it were crazy. Yeah. I've never seen a tornado. Have you? Yes. Okay. Now you li- was this when you lived in Iowa? Yes. All right. Let's hear the story. Um, we saw. You could see it a little bit from a distance, but the thing was, it was further down. Um, I mean, because I'm from West Michigan, I grew up in Grand Rapids, so like, I think we heard the siren maybe once. We had to go to the basement maybe twice. Yeah. The like, I just joked with a friend the other day. The severe w- weather we get is snow. Like effects. Now. Yeah. Winter storms and blizzards. <laughs> so within like a month of being there, we had heard the siren three times already. All right. So we're at the bar one day with some coworkers and the siren just starts going off and everybody's just drinking, eating. Nobody has a care in the world. And I asked somebody, I'm like, are we supposed to do something? Nah, we're okay. <laughs> There's a video on Facebook. It's been circulating. It's a bunch of kids playing baseball in Iowa. And you look off in the distance, maybe a mile or two. You just see this tornado. <laughs> going right by they've got no care in the world they don't care <laughs> but there's a big storm up there in 08 there's an uh f5 well that's the thing is we yeah. don't usually get I those think monsters i think michigan's maybe had a few f5s ever in history since they've been keeping track yes. of this stuff more common out there i mean yeah. people react then but yeah like a ef1 or a ef2 they they might 
look and say, oh, that's cool. Okay, Did you yeah. see that? <laughs> you know, just keep driving. <laughs> Especially in like Kansas, Nebraska, oh, God, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Dude, I, I've gotten in rabbit holes on YouTube just watching. I just, I love see like, they're so destructive and like they bring so much bad, but they're just, it's. They enamor me. It's like powerful. there's something so beautiful about it. It it's in a weird it's in a weird way because again, I mean, there's been some really bad outbreaks that have killed lots of people and destroyed entire cities. And but you know, there's a like it's like you said, there's another side to it that's just fascinating and and, and in a weird way beautiful. And yeah. it's same with lightning and yeah. I mean, I've seen lightning displays and videos of lightning displays. It's just some of the most incredible stuff i mean it's it's better than sound effects you, you when you go to a movie yes it's just like because it shakes everything it's yes. everywhere yeah yes it's always been part of my fascination with weather is especially extreme weather yeah because you know you know and i always think about people that lived hundreds of years ago yeah. before they understood what all this was and usually they attributed a lot of extreme weather to religious yep. situations yeah Things like that, and it's like, can you blame them? I no. mean, before you had the science, <laughs> yeah, I guess God's mad at me. I shouldn't have done that yesterday. <laughs> but I, yeah, it's just, it's incredible. I, there was a hurricane story I forgot to leave out that involves my wife Lacey. She grew up in Louisiana and in Florida, and I can't remember which state she was in. She went back and forth, and then she'd come back up to Michigan uh, to visit other family in the summer. But she went to school. Well, her and uh, her family took a camping trip, and there was a hurricane approaching. It wasn't a major one, uh, probably a one or a two. Um, and so they kind of adjusted their camping trip uh, to get to an area that was supposed to be missed by the storm. They got hit, didn't they? Yeah. So <laughs> they're camping in a tent. And, yeah, Category 1 isn't going to knock down a house probably, but a tent? Yeah. Now nothing bad happened. She didn't get hurt or anything, but that's the that's her hurricane experience. That's scary as hell. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god! I've been camping this summer, like first time ever. We've been doing a lot of it and intense. Yeah, and that's my one worry. I can't is do like it a anymore. Storm blows in. It's just like you're screwed. I can't do tents anymore. Why? My my back. Yeah, I have chronic back. Sam a whippersnapper. So. Yeah, I mean I know they have mattresses you can get now yeah. and yeah, dude. Whatever. After doing the RV at Faster Horses, I'm not sure I want to go back to tent <laughs> camping either. Glam glamping is the way to go. Uh. <laughs> um, so have you had any severe weather experiences related to your radio work? Um, I know you've done mostly music. You know, I'm more in the news side yeah. of what I do at the radio station here. Um, I'm trying to think. Or any close strikes or something. Because, I mean, well, when you think about we work in a building that has a lot of electricity and things connected to electricity and there's towers and so when a lightning strike happens really close by, there is something you feel that's different than when it happens at home. And I don't know if it's if it's psychological or if they're actually, you know, we, I guess I should get an engineer. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Where's Andy? It's when something, you need him? Maybe it's just the energy of that you're you're covering the severe weather while it's actually yeah. happening and stuff like that. Well, um, in Iowa, I will say they made severe weather, whether it was a severe thunderstorm. They made that a big deal. Yeah. Like they they wall-to-wall -wall coverage when those storms <laughs> would call, come in. It was nuts. But the crazy thing was, is like as you know, I came back last April because mm -hmm. 
we won't get into that story, but um, <laughs> maybe sometime. Yeah, when may, we're really may, winging it. <laughs> yeah. So the derecho went through, and I have tons of friends out there, and just dude, the pictures, I, the radio stations I was at, I've got, I got to show you these. Pictures. Oh yeah, I want to take dude, a look the at tree. That. They had these hundred year old trees. It was called Broadcast Park. It destroyed like three ve- station vehicles. Oh uh, my gosh! Their to- WMT's tower fell over. Mm. Uh, it was dude, and the trees like they lost like fifty percent of their tr- it. It was insane. When I worked out at Battle Creek several years ago, I want to say this was two thousand ten or two thousand eleven because Battle Creek got hit by a tornado one year, which I'm going to talk about in a second. What and year was that? I want to say it was two thousand ten. It was just south of Battle. Creek. I remember Creek. that. This one, I have a cool story about that one, but there was a derecho the following year. Now, I was working at a station in Kalamazoo, I was in and college. we were communicating with a, a station in Battle Creek yeah. uh, that day because I was doing coverage on the station I was on, and they yeah. were, so we were sharing information. And yeah. I, I called to get an update. Um, I was like, oh, you got anything? And he's uh, the guy I was talking to was known to be sarcastic. Yeah. And he's like, oh, not much. The tower fell. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, yeah. he's like no i'm not joking and then i saw pictures of it and it did it, it didn't just fall yep. it got mangled yep i mean it was crumpled into like yep. four different it was insane yeah and it was that wasn't a tornado that was just straight line winds in a derecho and it caused a lot of damage in battle creek that year thank god for insurance yeah <laughs> i want to say it was right around memorial day but the year before i was at the station in battle creek and we had a severe weather outbreak that came in around 11 midnight yeah so it was dark out and that's when it's really scary because yeah. especially with tornadoes anything. yeah you can't you won't see me outside trying to be brave um if there's severe weather at night i'll watch it out the windows i saw a video oh i should pull up my facebook right now i think ellen baca posted it there was a tour or there is a funnel cloud somewhere and it was really dark and when the light, like you were talking the with lightning the lightning illuminated, dude, you could see it. And it was so eerie. I got, I, where was, oh, it was in over in Wisconsin. Speaking of Ellen Baca, while well, we've got a second, yeah. major congratulations Seriously. to her. She's the first uh, female chief meteorologist in West Michigan and uh, well-deserved. Uh, she does a great job. Yeah, She's she does. from this area, I believe Portage. Yeah. And so... Uh, yeah, but we're talking about the story. weather. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and uh, we I wish mean, her the best. I grew up watching with TVA. I mean, Bill Steffens always had a place like in my heart because he's just he is the man. Like he, he's he seriously the man. He's got this calm but authoritative. Yeah, demeanor. he's like, just really good. He's yeah. amazing. Um. So anyway, I was out there doing severe weather coverage with another guy, and we we were getting tornado warnings in several counties. You know, probably St. Joseph, Calhoun, Barrie. I mean, there was different ones and so we were kind of moving around well all of a sudden we saw wind whipping out uh, outside the window that was really impressive and uh, i started talking about it and i (laughs) i made a guess for what the winds were and i said oh it looks like 40 to 45 miles an hour (laughs) and the following day i started getting messages from people that knew that i'd been doing the coverage that night and they're like um are you aware of what happened last night when you were at the radio station i'm like no what's going on they're like a tornado hit that church that was just across the field about 100 yards from you (laughs) it was at least an ef1 (laughs) and i figured out what time it was 
And it was right around the time I was estimating those wins that were probably closer to 70. <laughs> Lacey has made fun of me for this. She brings us up at least a few times a year and about every time we have severe weather. Brandon, you remember that 40 mile per hour tornado that happened when you were. <laughs> so, I mean, if, uh, if anyone got hurt, like, I'm sorry I'm no, laughing, but that I, is. That is so ironic. It didn't. No, it was just a bad estimate. Can you imagine? Well, when I went outside after the storms moved on and the night was done, I didn't get home until probably two in the morning yeah. that time. I mean, we were on for, I want to say, three hours straight without oh, even taking a break hardly. Yeah. I went outside and I saw like little branches like with leaves on them. Yeah. And there were no trees within... 50 yards so of the like, building and so i i was suspicious and again this is before i found out the next day that the, the church across the way had gotten hit by the tornado um and yeah as far as i know there weren't any injuries not at the church anyway it was late at night um i know there was a plenty of property damage uh, there was oh, a neighborhood right by the church a lot of houses lost parts of their roof um it went through a park and and this, like a school playground and yeah. so there was there i drove the you know, the next time I was out there and kind of went and just looked at, you could kind of see the path of where it happened. It was, it was crazy. And again, I mean, that was so close. Yeah. So that's the closest I've ever been to a tornado. I'm quite sure when the tornado hit Kalamazoo in 1980, I was five months old, <laughs> uh, but my parents lived on Western's campus, which was farther South. It actually, the building we're in on West main street in Kalamazoo was pretty much on the path. I think, from talking to people who work here, the tornado was just north of this building, but then kind of wandered. The tornado basically followed M43 all the way from Van Buren County right into downtown Kalamazoo. That's crazy. It just like followed the road and, and did its damage. And then I believe it lifted just before the Comstock area. Crazy. It's just like it beelined right for Kalamazoo. And that that was, it's amazing to watch some of the videos that have surfaced of that recently too. Um. But yeah, uh, those are some of my severe weather experiences. And my mine are mainly lake effects now. Well, and that's a, I wanted to touch a little bit on like the snowstorms and blizzards. I was not born for the blizzard of '78, which I've seen the pictures of that, and I can't imagine what that would be like now. I remember it was either I 20... guess with the work from home. It, yeah, <laughs> now it don't matter. I, I mean, guess. I think it was 2010 or 2011. I remember. We almost had like a full week off of school because we had just gotten so much snow. And I just remember driving down my street. And I, I'm telling you, dude, the snow piles had to have been like six foot high. It was like, it was like driving through a tunnel. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> I've never, I mean, we, we've, I've had some years in Michigan, you know, two, maybe three feet of snow. I never have been through one of those. We've had some ice storms that I remember oh, when I was God, a kid. Yeah. There was one when I was in high school that just, it was crazy how many branches came down because it happened in like mid October. So the leaves weren't yep. completely off the trees yep. and it was just dropping branches left and right. There was Power one, out. I was on spring break. I was probably like 12 or something. We had a really bad one in the spring. So. Yeah. It's the ones that happen in like the, in not quite into winter or just coming out of winter sometimes are worse because the trees either have already started blooming or they haven't, you know, like I said, dumped their leaves yet already. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, we, we kind of, in Michigan, you know, try to be tough guys with this. You know, we make fun of Georgia when they get an inch of snow yeah. and everyone freaks out. Yeah. But they make fun of us when it we get a heat index of 100 and we're freaking out. <laughs> you know? I hate it. It goes heat. both ways. I can't stand it. 
Well, this is another fun week, and uh, we'll be back with episode three next week. I haven't really decided what I'm going to do yet. We'll and figure it out. Jordan may or may not be on it. <laughs> we'll figure we'll it out. We'll see, but so far, so good. This has been fun. Uh, Brandon James, Jordan Lass, this is my uh, MI Focus. Thanks, everybody, and check us out again next week. Yeah.